Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to D Country Nerd 252 uh, Podcast. That's my tribute to The Rock. Shout out, hopefully he makes a WWE Hall of Fame this year. Anyway, let's get to this. Now, I've seen Spider-Man No Way Home five times. I love that movie so much, it's going to my top five all-time movie. Now, a couple of things I learned. One... This was Tom Holland's best performance. Two, nobody can replace Dr. Ock and Green Goblin. Alfred Molina and William Dafoe should not be replaced. Wherever direction they go in the next Spider-Man, leave those two characters out of it. Leave them out of it. Three, Tony McGuire still got it. Hopefully he has enough in him to make another one. I'm just hopeful he does. Another take I got. I can tolerate another Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. They just had to have the right storyline and have the right villain. Because it felt like he was dealt a bad rap in both of them. Especially the second one. I thought Lizard was a good villain. But you know, something just seems off. He was all clerky and funky. You know, but I don't really tolerate that. So, when I first saw that Tom Holland was going to be Spider-Man, I was like, him? Like, when I first saw him in Captain America Civil War, I'm like, this guy? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I saw Homecoming. I was like, Huh? I like the way Vulture was written in. That was a nice catch. That caught me off because I never really considered Vulture a main villain. Like I really wasn't threatened by him. Didn't have nightmares about him. Like, uh, but based on the storyline, I get it. He was cleaning up the mess after their Avengers and tried to take his job away. So he became a Vulture selling weapons to criminals. I get it. Now, Homecoming, he was so eager to prove himself to be an Avenger, he didn't have any discipline. And it wasn't until Tony Stark said, if you're nothing without that suit, you don't need it. That's when I thought he slowly started to understand to put it together. And, you know, use your brains. If you want to be a superhero, you got to use your brain first because there's a cost and a risk at being a superhero. So he learned it. Called the vulture. And the second one, it kind of pissed me off that after all that hard work and effort Tony Stark put into, this dude, like, you know what? I just want to be a kid. Spider-Man can just, me being Spider-Man is, ah. I was like, you did all that. Nothing. 
So then Mysterio comes. You're like, oh, no. Then Nick Fury comes like, listen, you may be a kid, but you're a Spider-Man. There are bigger world threats out there that's going to need you. There's no more Avengers. It's just you. Now you got to decide. And as good as that movie was, I still didn't think Spider-Man really learned anything. Me, a real deep lesson. It wasn't until Mysterio revealed who he was at the end till he finally figured it out. He put it all together. Now, I will say the difference between him and Tobey Maguire is Tom Holland's Spider-Man is more smarter, more tech-savvy. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was just stronger than he is. Because it literally got me thinking, he started using tech and stuff to fight all his villains. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going bare-knuckle brawl for brawl. And it's like, I will never, like, I'm just waiting for Tom Holland to have that one big fight. We'll forget all the tech. Use your brain. And what happened? It was against the Green Goblin. William Defoe was damn sure eating those punches. And it's like you can feel that emotion. Because, hell, when I first saw No Way Home, I shed tears when Aunt May got killed. I shed tears for her more than for Uncle Ben. That's an emotional invested I was. That's the first time I saw any emotion from Tom Holland. Because Tom McGuire always had that emotion. You know, he was fueled by rage by the by Uncle Ben. You know, his love for Mary Jane. Him trying to save his friendship with Harry Osborne. You know, with Doc Ock, he really didn't want to kill Doc Ock. Because he know he really wasn't a villain. It's those tentacles. When the first one, he really wanted to kill Green Goblin. So it was like, that's the one thing that was missing from Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That emotion. And I saw it, and I loved it. And it actually was a great idea for him to make convince Doctor Strange to cast that spell. Because maybe in this time, we will see a fully developed, more smarter person of Tom Holland Spider-Man. They don't know who he is. So he has to slowly and surely earn their trust and their respect as far as Ned and MJ. That's very interesting. And I hope they have the right villain this time. Because originally, I think the next villain should be Craven the Hunter. He could possibly still know who Spider-Man is. You know? But he's getting his own film. Morbius is getting his own film. So who knows where they're going? And then you saw part of Venom escape at the end of the credits. So it could be another Venom. But who knows? I'm very intrigued to find out who's the next Villain for Tom Holland. Now, I know he said he wanted to take a break. 
So who knows? Hopefully he comes back sooner than later. I said I give him about 2025, 2026 at best. But hopefully he does come back. But you know what? This is the end of this podcast. Let me know what you think about Spider-Man No Way Home. Am I reaching that it's the best Spider-Man or am I on point? Hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me up on my Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. Peace. I'm out.